episode number 22 on unspeakable bliss. So my guest today is yours truly. I wanted to talk about the mystery of black holes. <laughs> so in science, in science actually, and how that, what that has to do with the nature of our being, the mysterious nature of our being. So I watched a program last night on Netflix about black holes. You know, the funny thing about black holes is where else do you see two black holes? <laughs> we are looking out of two black holes, the center of our eyes. And interestingly, this program made reference to this many times they were anthropomorphizing the human eye in a black hole it would zoom out and then there would be the the outside of an eyeball or there'd be a black hole in the center of someone's chest after experiencing a loss and them crawling into their self actually and disappearing into this black hole <clears throat> So I found that was interesting that they intuitively, I think it was probably an intuitive decision to allude to this relationship of a human being investigating, looking into a black hole and the fact that, well, In a sense, we're not very different from a black hole at all. Did you know that two unanswered questions by science, they, they did a survey in the past. Uh, this was a study I heard about. Um, maybe in 2014, maybe later. Anyway, two of the largest unanswered questions by science. The number one is what is the universe made of? We don't even know that. <laughs> we don't, so, you know, the, the scientific view can label things and talk about how things work, but what these things actually are, they have no clue. Of course, there's labels like atoms and electrons and protons and all of the 8 billion names of people in the world. Names, labels, but it doesn't actually tell us, excuse me, what, what it is, the nature of that thing, these things. We're just labeling them and saying how things work based on patterns, but what it is, what a black hole is, what a human being is, what the earth is made of, what anything is made of, total mystery. 
a black hole made of? Mystery. What are you? Mystery. What am I? Mystery. Total mystery. So that's one way that the human being in a black hole is it like they might have constructed an image they did actually in this program. They took a bunch of telescopes all over the world to take a picture of the first, the first picture of a black hole, which is pretty cool, interesting. But it's like a picture of you. Might have a picture of it, but we don't know what it is. It's still an absolute total mystery. The black hole of being. I'm pointing to this because a fair amount of our problems, if not all of our problems, come from thinking that we know who and what we actually are. Science doesn't even know it. I don't know it. This is an absolute mystery looking through my eyes. And that leads me to the second question that was on this list of, I think it was something like 200 scientists got together and they came up with this list of unanswered questions by science. The second question, this is where it gets really funny. <laughs> and I, I'm going to um, the settings for this video, I'll, I'll make it so that there are actually comments available, please let me know in the comments what you think of this. Uh, and if, if maybe you know someone else that I could talk to about these matters that would have an interesting perspective on it, I'd be happy to do that and to talk with you if you have a, a different perspective on this too. So the second question is, the hard, what's called the hard problem of consciousness. And that's something that science has not been able to figure out, which basically says we, scientists do not understand or know how and where consciousness comes from, right? They can, they can take apart a body, look at the brain, look at the pineal gland, look at every aspect of the human body, but how you see this image on this screen or the fact that you see colors and you have feelings, you have emotions, that's total mystery. They don't know how or where it comes from. It's as if, almost as if it doesn't exist, but does it because, well, could there be anything more obvious than this, than the fact that wherever you are right now, whatever you're doing, is there nothing more obvious to you than the fact that you are having an experience? Science can't prove, this has not proven, let's say that, yet. What the universe is made of and then where consciousness comes from. So every scientist and this isn't this isn't even necessarily a critique on science i actually think that there's a very real possibility that uh, consciousness as the fundamental matter of the universe that that can be seen and proven others 
tend to disagree with me. And that's why I want to talk to someone, someone that um, might understand how that that could be the case or someone that uh, disagrees. I would, I would like to talk to that person. So before I get into that, let's think about this for a moment. It's obvious to me I'm having, there's, there's consciousness, there's an experience being had right now. That's about the only thing I could say. <laughs> That's obvious. And yet this most obvious fact of which, of which all of these scientists, I think every single one would agree that they're having an experience. Pretty simple thing to agree on, right? And yet anything they find in the world, any study they perform, when they look back on themselves and that the, this most obvious experience is the is one of the things that they don't have an answer for where it originates from or where it comes from. Kind of like the mystery, the mysterious elements of a black hole. So, I recently was at a online gathering. Francis Lucille, some of you probably know Francis, and he wrote a book called The Perfume of Silence, among many other books. And he was, uh, I, I heard of him because I heard Rupert Spira, the teacher on the essence of non-duality, talking about his teacher, Francis. And Francis does these meetings online. And I had the opportunity to ask him a question um, sort of related to what I'm sharing with you all here right now. And so I'm going to, I'm going <clears> to <throat> lay some kind of uh, groundwork to hopefully make the question that I asked him uh, understandable right now what I asked Francis excuse me put off that sneeze so according to Francis and Rupert Spira and uh, I think a, a lot of other people that are aligned to the non-dual understanding. And me to a certain degree as well, I feel this way too, would say that in the final analysis of investigating the nature of reality, what, what we are, they would say everything is consciousness or everything is one thing. And uh, I'm going to use, I'm using the word consciousness here, awareness, um, being, these are some synonyms that I, I think both of them would, both Rupert and Francis would, would agree with. So 
I find it very strange that, and that's, by the way, what the word non-dual means, right? It means not two, it means just one. And within the one, everything can appear. So within the one, the many can appear, or what I sometimes say is duality appears uh, within duality or with, with duality. Maybe it would even be a more better way to to say that, but any appearance can appear in within the one, as in the appearance of 8 billion people. But fundamentally, we're not separate. Fundamentally, we're all made of consciousness, awareness, pure being, something like that. Or the, the it's like uh, the infinite is being expressed as the finite. However, and here's a very interesting thing. Every the material that makes up the finite mind and the body and the mind and and uh, everything is made up of the infinite. Because how could anything be made out of anything other than itself if there is only one thing? And this, I think, science agrees with this too. It's like fundamentally, how could there be anything separate? really actually even multiverses would be contained all within one one thing and maybe that's just the limits of my mind that can't understand how there i really can't understand how there could be anything fundamentally essentially separate okay let's try to reel this back in so i can describe the question i was asking so uh, with the non-dual approach, sometimes, not all the time, because there's the tantric path, which is going going into form, seeing and experiencing form and every being as, as the one, uh, as consciousness. But there's another, uh, I think it's called turning away, something like that, where, uh, or neti neti, which is the, means not this, not this. And someone will uh, someone will meditate or or reject that reject the world because they're they're also rejecting and that they themselves are exclusively identified with their mind and their body keyword exclusively and in order to disidentify with the what to them is appearing to be an illusion of I feel fundamental, I feel and I think that I'm fundamentally a separate human being, they'll do this practice of neti neti, where they say, I, I, awareness, I consciousness, am not this mind, I'm not this body. I'm not that, I'm not. And then ultimately they're, they're stripped of every appearance only to be left with an, the I that is aware of all of these appearances, and that is nothing but formless consciousness. But then, and this gets back to what I said about in the final analysis, then that individual or that being, that essence itself comes to recognize that the mind, the body, the whole world, all beings are actually this same formlessness. So, that's why they, they say, uh, 
I think it's Zen that says formlessness is nothing other, other than form and form is nothing other than formlessness. So ironically, they go on this path of saying, I'm not any of this to recognizing experientially, oh, oh my God, <laughs> I am all of this. Um, and there can still be the appearance of that individual and the understanding that they are everything. So it's not as though this person loses their mind and is unable to talk with other people. Of course, they can, they can still do that. I mean, think about if I was fully only identifying as everything, well, how would I have started my computer or how can I take a sip of this and ensure that this cup goes in my mouth? Very useful, right? The, the appearances. Okay. So I asked Francis uh, something like, if in the final analysis, everything is consciousness, and science prove that? And I, I tried to ask the same question in two different ways, but he took it as two separate questions, which I understood that after he answered. The other way of that I asked that is, how might non-duality inform uh, the scientific meth method? Can it, can it have an influence on it? And my quandary where I sort of get stuck, I'll share that, then I'll share with you in so many words what he said. Is if, if everything is this mysterious black hole of being, consciousness, this unsolved mystery of science, if that's actually what everything is, well, wouldn't we somehow be able to come to prove that. Because it's just such a, such a, almost a paradox to me that the most, one of the most, and tell me if there's something else that's obvious to you, to, to me, the most obvious thing that I could say right now is that this experience certainly seems to be happening. Would, would you not agree that the, the moment that you're hearing this, seeing this, that like as a, as a, just the most simple agreement, you would be able to say, yeah, this is happening. <laughs> and that is, I'm, I'm asking it in that way because that is the experience of consciousness or the experience of awareness or being aware of your current experience. And, and yet it's that same thing that apparently science can't figure out. Why, why not? I don't know, I don't, it's not clear to me why that can't be discovered, seen, recognized, even through science 
And I, I mean, purely through inve investigating this hypothesis. If all we find is the same thing, I think we could say, well, I guess the, the question would be then saying, what is it, right? It's like any label what would the difference between the label of the universe and consciousness even be? Maybe it would be the question. So here's how, how Francis answered, which was a curious answer to me. He said that he believes that uh, non-duality is the best ontology, uh, like a, the best ontological framing for scientists something like that. And I don't want to butcher his answer. I don't think it wasn't recorded. So can't go back and listen. Maybe I'll get to continue the dialogue with him. Uh, and uh, he doesn't think that it can be proved. Why can it not be proved? Why can consciousness as the fundamental, I think scientific materialism is the thing that it would be um, I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm going to stop the comment on scientific materialism. Why can science not prove? that consciousness is the fundamental or, or why can science not prove that there is just this one whatever name we give it and that is the nature of everything and every being it seems like the most obvious thing right I don't know the answer so there's my little video on um, <laughs> podcast on black holes being it's clearly it's a mystery to me maybe someone out there has an idea let me know if you uh, resonated with this and let me know if I, i'm being clear i'm trying to really do my best to sometimes I have these ideas and it feels hard even for me to uh, put words around them and, and articulate them in a way that I feel that uh, someone else can understand them. So let me know in the comments if um, this made sense to you, if, if where I'm stuck, if where, what I'm trying to figure out uh, makes sense. And if you know anyone, that would be interested in talking to me about this, you could send me a message or put their name in the comments or tag them. And I'd be happy to have a conversation around the mystery of being.
not because we need to know, not because I need to know, I must know, but it, uh, I find the investigation to be very entertaining. <laughs> and I hope you also have enjoyed the exploration with me today. So I'm very excited. Uh, there's about five or six invitations to the podcast that I'm very excited to be hearing back from these people. I don't want to say any names yet, but uh, just stay tuned. Subscribe on YouTube. This is, I also have a YouTube channel. So I just created a new YouTube channel, actually rebuilding it. So please subscribe if you like this. Share it with someone if you know someone that would want to listen. Uh, I'm still in the midst of, it's December 13th as I'm recording this, and I'm still doing these creation calls. So I will uh, link up uh, the post associated with that. If you want to have a creation call with me, it is uh, there's no monetary cost for it. However, it will require your valuable time and attention and energy as it will mine. And it would be an honor to uh, create with you if after reading it, it feels like something you want to do. So that's going on to the end of December. And I'm out of, uh, I've been in, in visiting Cleveland, just a little personal update here too. I've been visiting Cleveland for the past month and a half almost. And I'm leaving today to go to Chicago and then Slodka and I, my lovely fiance are going back to Costa Rica and we may spend the entire year there in Costa Rica. So I'm going to uh, upload this and get back to packing. Hope you enjoyed this. Like it, share it, subscribe, all the good things. Thank you. Wishing you a lovely, beautiful, mysterious and miraculous day today.